The RPG Show presents A Fate Core Campaign Can a balance be struck between science and mysticism? What truly lies in the impenetrable space between the specks of light and the sky? Can three unsuspecting heroes stem the tide of impending evil? Will light find a way to fight back the cold, threatening darkness of space? Find out on this episode of The Dramada Adventures. Hi, and welcome to The RPG Show Presents. My name's Brent. That sound, I don't think I said that right. But anyway, I'm your host. This is the spinoff of The RPG Show, where we play tabletop RPGs. Today we're playing Fake Core, specifically our Drama Adventures campaign. I'm the, the GM in charge of this shindig. Now, with me today, I have uh, half of the usual retinue, if you will. I have uh, Sir Marcus Conan Doyle Perez. So what's happening? What's happening? Hey, what's up? Sounds good. That's good. Then I have Joe Ominous Intro Gerber. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> ominous Intro, love it. All right. How's it going? It's it's going. If the train, the train, our, our nice train is here. Hello, choo choo, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So today, 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 we're gonna do things. My energy is at a weird level today, guys. So I apologize to all listeners at home. Like. I'm both high energy and low energy. I'm like high on energy, low on fucks. So that's how we're rolling today. Uh, so where we last left off, our heroes had found what appeared to be the imprisonment or grave or uh, site of the King Behemoth. And it was crawling with mine-like structures in which it appeared that there were... Uh, flesh-craved rage aliens that might have once been Chorians and or humans uh, mining the flesh from the dead uh, god, I guess you could say. Um, our heroes had decided to call in the ship um, to give support air fire um, or something of the sort. So, as the two of you, or four of you, Wow, really, train? Just thank you, thank you. What, 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 what we call was a mate and call. Tell the trains right now. Thank you. Whatever. All right. So, yeah, you guys are standing around, keeping an eye on the masses um, in front of you, waiting for the ship to arrive, which would take you know a couple hours, you know maybe four or five hours. Um, as the sun begins to set, um, you begin to you you hear some noises um, coming from behind you. But before you can do anything, you you're instantly hit with th- like the stench of of rotting flesh mixed with flowers, kind of like a weird cleaning substance. And I'll next thing you know. You're out. You're passed out. And you're done. You're just done. Knocked out. Cold. And we will start our adventure today with Senior Gary. 
Gary Lahad, uh, you wake up in a dark room. <clears throat> the fuck is this place? I don't know. How did we get here? Hey! Where are the other two? They don't seem to be here. Hmm. Alright, well... Is there anywhere I look around the room, is there like a door or something? Like a window? Any... Um, there are rocks. There's what appear to be three, uh, well, if you're, if it's a room, so it's got technically six walls if you include the floor and the ceiling. Floor and the ceiling are dirt, three walls are dirt, and then there's one wall made of rocks. Okay. I'm gonna just start moving the rocks and see what I find. Alright, uh, you, as you start to begin to move the rocks, you quickly discern that there are, uh, Many rocks, and they're very large and extremely heavy. Ah, may need help lifting these. Alright, I'll help you out. <laughs> okay. Let's try to move some of these rocks out the way. Alright, uh, roll me, both of you roll me an athletics check. Just athletics. Oh, I don't have, okay, so let's... If you ha- don't have athletics, it's the 40F plus zero. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, Minus two. Yeah. Okay. Did I do right? All right. What do you got? You go roll for me, Jeff. It's uh, uh okay. slash forward forward slash roll. I mean, yes, forward slash roll, and then uh, the number of dice. So four, then DF. So like this. There you go. Oh, got one. It's better than Marcus got. <laughs> I got minus two. Oh my uh, god, you did get. So you managed to remove one or two rocks, uh, but you don't get a whole lot of leeway before uh, more fe- start come tumbling down from above. Um, but when that does happen up top, you can see sort of uh, some cracks between the larger rocks because you managed to dishevel the smaller ones. Um, and there does appear to be some sort of light on the other side. Not sunlight, mind you, though. It's like an orangish uh, torch hue. Alright, well, can that's the first thing we got to find out where we are. Can I try to create, like, an explosive device to maybe help us move them out of the way quicker? Um, I will say you can cash in a fate point and have managed to have some sort of explosion on you explosives on you so um, if you want to cash in a fate point for me just to raise All right, that. I'll use a fate point use a fate point uh, now roll me crafts so that's uh, 1 plus 4 is 5 alright so you make a pretty hefty uh, explosive device um, now the question is uh, how are you going to detonate this without immediately incinerating you and your uh, your friend that's in the cell with you? I also would like to know this. Well, we could uh, climb up onto the top of the pile and um, insert the explosive into the cracks and kind of get it um, like as far as we can and, and then blow it up. All right. Sure, that sounds like a good plan as any. <laughs> So, uh, who's climbing up the, the rock face here? Well, I don't really have much athletic skill. I have 
zero athletic skill as well. <laughs> hmm. Fuck it, I'll yeah, do so it. Bo- yeah, go ahead. And I'll try if you fail. Alright, roll me some athletics. Slash. Actually, I think it's a forward slash, but continue. Ah, I got it wrong again. God damn it. Motherfuckers can't type forward slash roll. Four Negative one. That's a, that's amazing. Okay, alright. Uh, you get about halfway up there with the explosive and fall down. Careful with that, man. I want to have it pre-detonate. I, I swear I was pushed, man. I'm, I normally would have got up there, like, no problem. And let me see if I can try it. Whoops. Okay, several to one. All right. So you managed to make it to the top crack and uh, insert the explosive just through the lip of the rock. And get in any further than that? Not before you fall off. Oh, God. It's kind of at an angle, so you're kind of climbing up backwards a little bit. It's a very uh-huh. difficult climb. Um, so, <clears throat> as the charge begins to wind down um, in preparation to explode, uh, you hear a little rustling from the other side of the rock, and you see the um, some sort of hand come in and grab the explosive. The fuck? You hear some ours. some chattering and then a loud explosion, followed by some screams. Yeah, damn thieves. All right. Uh, it managed to clear away most of the small debris. Um, I would like you guys to roll some sort of defense roll. So whatever you normally use to defend defend yourself, whether that's uh, um, athletics to move out of the way of the flying rubble or um, what is it? Uh, it's not fortitude. It's whatever gives you physique physique to sort of take some of the damage. Um, I would like you to roll that for me. All right, I'll use physique. That's still 4DF, right? Yep. Okay. Always 4DF. That's a one, zero. Okay. Numbers. Dose. What is your uh, your craft skill, uh, Marcus? Um, that's a great plus four. Alright, so uh, Joe manages to uh, absorb a lot of the smaller shrapnel and not take any hit. Um, take three, uh, well, just check off one of your, uh, your, like, your number one physique box there, Marcus. Or whatever physical, uh, physical, oh, physical stress. stress. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what? Physique. Physical, I don't have that. Physical stress. Sorry. Gotcha. And that's just Marcus. Joe, you didn't take any damage. Oh. All right. Cool. All right. Um, what has been cleared is now there are two very large rocks leaned, sort of uh, wedge-like against the top. Um, but the smaller rocks that had been sort of blocking the cracks are now cleared. Um, you can see between the rocks. I don't. I wouldn't say there's enough room for you to squeeze between them, but you can now better see your surroundings. Um, you appear to have pissed off quite a bit of these uh, these Chorian cultists, as uh, about half a dozen of them lay dead 
on the other side of these rocks um, with various <laughs> got a knack for pissing them off. Uh, various levels of rock impalement and or face crushing having been the cause of death. Uh, there is one in particular that's missing a good arm and shoulder of his body. Just gone. Um, but you are in a large cavernous area. Um, you are a, what appears to be on one of the walls. Um, across from you, you can see multiple rows of ledges with other uh, rooms carved out of them. Um, the walls do not immediately appear to be stone. They are of a dark brownish red hue um, without the jagged um, apparent nature of rock. Can I use my lore to um, try to learn something about this place? Um, about to do that. <laughs> sure. Um, both of you roll lore for me. Alright. Uh, four. Okay. Six. Holy shit balls. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marcus, uh, or Maylor, uh, Satan, if you will, uh, you recognize that you are in some sort of, uh, carved, it appears to be, uh, a combination of a natural space and a carved out space. Um, you sort of, uh, what you can gather from your lore is the structural integrity. There appears to be one large support beam, and then maybe uh, 20 or so, 10 on each side, curved support beams running down the length of this cavern. Um, Joe immediately recognizes that you are in what possibly or probably used to be the chest cavity of the King Behemoth. Gnarly. Wow. I thought the outside smelled bad. It does kind of smell of rotten flesh in here a smidge, now that you think about it. Oh, we should probably make our way out of here. Yeah, but we can't fit through the crack that's appeared, though. Could I, like... I don't know. I was thinking maybe if I, like, piss off all the people outside that they'll help us, you know, clear away some of this debris so we can get out of here. Okay. Uh, all the All the living creatures immediately around you are dead or injured, but you can hear motion oh. elsewhere in the cavern likely responding to uh, your explosion. Maybe this wasn't the best course of action. <laughs> well, I mean, what's done is done. I'll have to see what happens. Let's try to figure out a way to um, get through this gap. Then we can move more rocks. Yeah, I was we just move more rocks. That's the only thing I think of. Well, the only rocks left are the two or three large, um, long rocks that are kind of acting as large, wide bars at the moment. Could I use one of my skills to, like, try and destroy one of the big rocks? Sure. I would say it's uh, safe to say that they didn't necessarily think to remove your weapons. Alrighty. Well, then I guess I could spend a fate point for a Gary Blast and then sure, shoot would... at the rock. All right. Spend me a fate point. Give me a Gary Blast. Roll me a, uh, what is that, shoot skill? Yes. All right. Roll that shoot skill for me, sir. DF plus what? You're only allowed to do this if you if you battle cry the Gary Blast. This is like, like Gary Blast! Oh, shit. I don't know battle cry. Oh, damn. 
Hang on, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> Plus... Seven. Oh, Holy crap. Nice. Alright, you decimate that rock. Although I will spend time trying to think of a good battle cry for the next time. Alright, alright. So you clear the center rock, um, allowing you closer vision of this cavern. Um, again, uh, you hear more commotion. Down below, you can see uh, a lot of workers carrying out bits and piece of, pieces of the walls. Like the mining activity is moved deeper down uh, the gut, what would be the gut area. Um but this uh, so-called Gary Blast and explosion has a- apparently drawn the attention of what guards or warriors, and you see um, two small groups of Chorians running up the left and right pathways towards you. Probably, I'd say about three in each group. I'm gonna just start shooting at the group to the right then. All right, so. We will do it this way. Let me find a piece of paper. So I'm to type it. This is shit to. Donde esta el penos? that a pen? All right. So. Let's see. Jew. Alright. So, Joe, what's your first action in combat? Um, I'm going to shoot at the group All right. to my right, but the closest person to me. Alright, so roll me a shoot skill. Two. Alright. Okay. You obliterate the first guard in the right side because he is not quick enough to dodge your attack. Uh, however, the Wrecked. one behind him, now fueled with rage, anger in his face, leaps from the um, stairwell at you, attempting to hit you with his fleshy claws. Okay. All right, he rolled a two, so now you have to roll a defense stat. Let me, um, I don't think I told you those. Let me pull that up. Um, <laughs> All right. So your defense skills are as follows. So you can roll any of these skills and attempt to defend. Athletics, deceive, drive, empathy, fight, notice, physique, rapport, Stealth and will. Oh, alright. I'm gonna do a will roll then. Wait, is that possible? Let's see. Let me just see here. Let's see here. here, here. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Like it would be it would be uh sort of like you have to describe it as your like again you have to paint the picture here. Like so you have to make me believe that you're using your strength of will to defend yourself from a crazed uh, 
bloodthirsty Chorian attacking you with uh, carved out flesh claws. Ah, gotcha. That wouldn't work. I'm well, you could make it work. If you can make it work, then I'll give it to you. Like, that's all you got to do is make it work. Oh, okay. Like, like, but again, like, this is a narrative style game, so you have to, like, paint that picture for me. Like, right. you, you got a Chorian all, like, f- fleshed out and angry coming at you in the air. How is your will going to defend you from this attack? Uh... And, then, <laughs> and then, of course, make the roll. You have to roll and add your will. Uh, I'm just going to try to dodge out of the way with the acrobatics, is it? Uh, what uh, athletics? Athletics, that's it, yes. Alright. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, okay, so now it's time uh, to uh, explain to <laughs> Joe how damage in Fate works. Let me pull that up real quick. This game I... just, just dice hates me. Bullshit, you just rolled a six and a seven. Well, I had a plus five and a plus f- three on a, my last two rolls. I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, like... Oh, that's not where I want to be. That is where I want to be. Okay. So, remember how I told you to write those numbers next to the physical stress boxes? Yes. And the consequences? Okay. So, the number is equal to a point value. So you currently have to take six points worth of stress. So the first box is equal to one point, the second box is equal to two points, and the third box would be equal to three points. So in order to absorb six points of damage, you would have to check so four off. and two or one, two, and three. Yes. You got it. Exactly. Gotcha. And the and the consequences work the same way. You have a, a mild, a moderate, and severe the mild being worth two points, moderate being worth four, and severe being worth six. Now, consequences are long-lasting. That's why you want to take the stress instead of consequences in most cases. Gotcha. Alrighty. Should really be doing this with a pencil. Alright, can I uh, attack these guys? After, uh, have you taken your... Yes. I took the four and the two, so I could have at least four left. I would have four left anyway. Yep, no matter how you looked at it. But in this way, if you take one stress, you can always check the one box instead of having to eat your four box for one stress. Oh, all right. All right. Understand how I'm explaining that? Gotcha, yeah, no. All right. All uh, right. Marcus, you're shot. Your turn, I mean. All right, so after he lunges at, um, at Joe over here, I'm going to take a dive at him and uh, attempt to smash his head against the ground and use my fight. All right. So that's a three. All right. Oh, actually, no, it's a two. And okay, because I was gonna say you have you have some sort of don't you have a skill or something? Oh, you have a uh, you have a uh, shit. What do they call it? God damn it! A stunt. Don't you have a concept or an aspect that has to do with fighting? Oh, yeah, good in a fight. All right, so you can also choose to uh, try and invoke that uh, using a fate point to get a bonus if you think you need it. Hmm, the two seems pretty low. Okay, I'll use another fate point. 
Alright. Then add yourself a plus two bonus. So you have a four fight, right? Yeah. Alright. You manage to basically crush his his face against the ground. Knocking out that guard. Alright, from the left group, which you guys have yet to address, the first guard runs up, seeing that his uh, his friend has just had his face smashed in, and attempts to claw at Marcus. The number of fate points you start with should be your refresh, so it should be three. Both of you should have three. Oh, okay. Thank or you. You start with three. All right, so that's yep. He's coming at you with one uh, one attack, Marcus. What are you going to do to defend with? Uh, let's see. Um, you can use fight for, but I just use fight, so I can't use that well, again. Well, you right? you can use it again. This isn't. I mean, it was, you just have to describe to me what you're doing and make. Okay, it work. so he's he's charging at me. Yep. So I'm uh, I'm going to counter his uh, attack and punch him in the throat. All right. Roll me that fight. Three. You manage to whip him around from you to avoid a majority of the blow, but you still take one stress worth of damage. I have to mark the two now. Mm-hmm. Alright, you got another one coming at you, Marcus. Who? He he clumsily swings at you as you whip his friend around. Uh, I'm going to throw um, the one that I have into the attacker and knock them both down. Uh, that would be more of a creating advantage. Um, so I'll say you attempt to throw him at him. So just roll me the... Is that using fight again? Yeah. Alright, roll it. That's a three plus Ooh, three six. You did succeed with style, so you will uh, with a six sway. You do manage to create a. Uh, we'll say we'll call it a. Uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, an advantage on the field with one free invoke. Uh, so that means anybody can invoke this for free. You don't have to spend any spate points to have a bonus on a attack or defense roll if you can describe the uh, act of Marcus causing this ruckus to give yourself that advantage, whether that be the guys laid on the ground or like now everybody's just kind of like ping-ponging around this this platform, however you describe it. One person, either one of you can get an invoke. Go for it, yeah. Uh, we got the last guard is coming up the, the stairs, and he is going to swing at Gary. He's got two coming at you. Uh, I'm just going to try and, like, just block it, I guess. Physique? Physique, right. yeah. Not trying to, like, counter it or anything, just kind of try to catch his throw or whatever. All right. Ooh, wait. Uh, you forgot the F. I did, okay. What? Oh, damn. <laughs> This is going to take some getting used to. <laughs> oh, man. Just in time for us to change everything. Right. Come on, 40F. 
plus. All right, three. So oh, you succeed in defending from the attack. You manage just kind of like he comes down with his claws. You kind of cross arm and like blow his arms apart, not to damage him, but kind of like split and th- th- you know what I mean. All right, Joe, you're up. Can I use the advantage that Marcus gave me when he threw the other guy onto the other guy? Can I just shoot both of them at the same time? No, they, uh, you could try. I mean, you can say that's what you're attempting to do. Whether I let that happen or not is is suspect. All right. Go ahead and attempt to shoot one of them through the other one. Okay. Alright, you managed to kill one of them. The blow only glances the other, though. Darn it. Um, I will say you didn't even have to cash in that that uh, that that advantage. You could just still describe it as that, though. Because you didn't even cash in on that one bonus from that roll, did you? Oh. I'm supposed to add it. Yeah, that's what the that's what the advantage is for. It adds a plus oh, one okay. to a roll. Gotcha. So you didn't need it. Um, Marcus, you're up. You got two guards left. One's kind of laying on the ground underneath a, a a dead shot buddy, and the other one's kind of stumbling from being counter uh, counter physiqued by Joe. Is the uh, the advantage is gone, right? No, you can still use it. It's still there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna use um that to create a um. Like a little napalm potion, and uh, throw it at them with my crafts. So okay, so you're going to it in. with the craft. All right, so roll crafts plus one. Can you attack with crafts? I think you can. No, you can't attack with crafts. You can attack with fight, provoke, and shoot. Okay, then, um, I'll just punch the guy again. The guy on the ground, or the guy that's kind of reeling? One that's on the ground, I'll, like, leap over and, like, um, drop right. a kick onto his chest and kill right. him. what's your fight skill? That's uh, a one plus three, so that's a four. Four. All right, do you want to add that plus one bonus onto that? Sure, why not? Alright, so you manage with a swing of four, so you will you get a chance to also create an advantage. We'll say, uh, well, no, you get a bonus. You have a floating bonus. I always forget what these are called. Like, it's like, ah. Uh, let's see. Hold on. What am I doing? I don't know. I don't know either. Slacking. Yep, pretty much. So, uh, yep, you kill that guy. We'll say uh, you have a floating bonus till the end of combat um, for one thing. Like, you're just adrenaline-fueled bonus. So, at any time in the future, you may cash in one free bonus. One plus one for whooping that dude's ass. But now this guy's mad, and he's coming at Joe again. It's got a grudge, man. Oh, man, he rolled shitty again. Neg, kick ass. Neg three I'm coming just, at you. But just block him again, because this dude apparently sucks at fighting. Right? 
Well, you managed to take him yeah. out. Well, you block his attack. Uh, your turn, Joe. He's he's also he's still pissed. Like he's super pissed now. You didn't fucked him off twice. <laughs> so I'm just shoot him like I did his friends. All right, go for it. Trace three. All right, fucking blow him up, man. All done. All right, so you now stand in a pile of uh, rage Chorian corpses. I gotta get new shoes after this. Oh, that was quite a workout there. I mean, I'm I'm kind of hurt. You look, you did all right. I'm kind of that damn thing with its claws, man. <laughs> claws, man. The claws. I admit the explosion was probably not the best idea to start out with, but we made it. I shit, I didn't have any better ideas, man. <laughs> well, let's try to make our way out of here. Alrighty, I'm gonna follow your lead then. All right. Um, as uh, which which way are you going, left or right? Left. All right. So as you start heading left, you eventually come to a set of stairs. Um, two more guards rush up the stairs at you, but you easily dispense of those. Um, just flat out, just fucking crushing them because you're already used to this shit by now. Um, you begin your way down these what appear to be like bone saw hewn stairwell until you get down into the bottom gut mining area um this area has now been cleared of workers because obviously you've caused some sort of commotion um but then you hear a loud voice booming from somewhere on the other side of this this mining cavern or he's like so you escaped your cages who are you i'm gonna call him jeffrey well i I'm your worst nightmare. And I from knew it. From the <laughs> from the shadows emerges a colossus of sorts, standing at least fourteen feet tall, appears to be made of multiple Chorians. Uh flash is flesh has been grafted together. The rough outline of him resembles a Chorian, but um with many, many more pieces, um, sort of sewn and hewn together. Um with instead of the head at the top, the there's like a face that has been carved and transplanted into um, the center of his chest, and around, uh, like across his sort of shoulders and to his back, you see large chains strapping something to his back. Um, he begins to pound on the ground and charges. Can you describe you. the area we're in? You are uh, in, like it's a wide open sort of space where the walls have sort of been slowly sliced and chiseled away um and to be carried out the other end so uh is there like anything on the ground like rocks or sticks or anything of the sort there's little chunks of uh rage flesh nothing useful okay can i make a lore roll to see if i identify this ugly ass jeffrey before me uh sure Five. Okay. Um, you do not immediately recognize this person, but the one thing that does strike you um, is you remember uh, the Rage Brotherhood and their tendency to um, perform these rites of um, of like this flesh grafting. Like it almost 
Where's my card? Let me get my card so I can explain this to you better. Like it was one of the uh, the gifts given to the King Behemoth, like the knowledge of flesh grafting by the Supreme Sanguinous. Like uh, it was an art taught to the Rage Brotherhood, so they tend to use it. But they didn't do any of the uh, like pain manipulation tricks that the Order of Flesh did. So they would it would sort of be like think uh, like Klingon meets uh, Reavers from Serenity, where it's like they just do it for the pain kind of thing, the pain and the power. Um, so something of this size would obviously be a high ranking cleric in the uh, Rage Brotherhood, or at least what would be left of what, left of that church. Okay. Well, I guess we have no choice but to try and kill this guy. Is he, like, aggressive right now? He's oh, yeah, he's, like he's definitely standing charging Standing there. He's definitely charging you. Okay, cool. Screaming and blood-curdled rage. Uh, he's coming at you, so... Why don't you guys roll for me? Let's see here. Let's go to... No, I want the default skill list. Thank you. What is it called? Roll me notice. Both of you roll me notice. Two. Okay. Zero. Alright, so Marcus Jeffrey <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Alright, Marcus. Jeffrey's coming in hot and mad. I noticed that um, there's a big gap between his legs and I roll through. Uh... Alright, so are you trying to... Alright, so we're in combat. There are multiple things you can do. You don't have to attack, but you can also try to create an advantage by rolling a particular skill to create that advantage. But um, those are the two options you should try and lean at. Because he's not attacking you yet. He's still like halfway to you coming at you. Oh, okay. So can I notice um, like kind of the speed he's coming and I can, I can estimate when he's going to get there so I can counter it? Sure. I'll allow that. Roll me notice. Uh, that is a two. I don't think that's going to be enough to give you a bonus, but I will check for you. Let's see here. Let's see here. Alright, so you do succeed. You have one free invoke on that action. Nice. Allow I give, giving you use... a bonus. Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. I was gonna could I use it investigate to like look to see if there's some point on him where there like more of the just random fleshy bits are held together. Sure, but you'll like an anchor that. point for his nonsense you'll do that on your turn oh okay so uh marcus you have a bonus of uh anticipatory uh strike so you can cash that in with one free invoke uh at one point during combat jeffrey has now reached you and is going to take a swing at marcus 
coming at you with a two. All right, I'm gonna use my fight. I'm gonna use my fight to uh, counter his attack. All right, so you go try and counter him a little bit, like slip behind him, slip around him, do something. Yeah, and uh, you said there was something on his back. It was like um. There, you saw chains coming from around the front to the back. You can't. You haven't been able to see what's back there yet. So with with this counter, can I get around there and like grab onto those chains and like maybe like, try about, to pull how about them we, down? How about we roll and we go with we go with that first? All right. So that is oh man. All right. So you try. Three. So you try and duck and roll. Um. To you rolled a three. Yeah. All right. So you managed to get out of the way, but attempting to grab his chains, you're sort of uh, stuck underneath of him now. Like, you're not quite around to the back, but you're kind of like between his legs where his manhood would be, like holding onto these chains. You don't take any damage, though. Alright, Joe. The safest place under is under large, boss. Yep. That's where the tank goes, right? <laughs> um... I'm going to go ahead and do my investigation, see if I can see a weak point. Or, right. like, as, as he barrels past you trying to remove uh, Maylor from underneath of him, you notice that... Uh, why don't you roll me the investigate first, then we'll go. Uh, okay, I was... Like, cool, I don't roll. Getting ahead of myself. But I think you have an incredibly high investigate skill, so... Jeez. Actually, I don't remember. You might actually have a shitty investigate roll, I have no idea. Well, never, it's all right. Never mind. You get a three. All right. Yeah. You uh, notice the chains have come around and strapped to his back, uh, along with various other wires and tubes connecting a ginormous heart to his back. So he's not even done being built. And does that does that end my turn? Um, Just... Yes, that ends your turn. But since you rolled a three, you have two free invokes on that bonus. And we'll call that, uh, you know, the weak point. All right. All right. Cool. Marcus, back around to you. You are stuck underneath a, uh, well, let's say, uh, he manages to stop and has pulled you out and you are now in his hand. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my fight to like try to pry myself out of his grip and hit him in the head. I assume he has me by his face. That's a four. That's pretty good. He's going to try and just take that from, like, you know, take it like a chief. (laughs) He fails. You succeed with style, managing to rip his fingers apart, um, tearing them at the the stitches, um, creating the advantage of the boss only has one hand left. With uh, which either one of you has a free invoke on for a plus one bonus, and then there's the other invoke I created for earlier for myself, right? Yep, you can cash them in in the same role if you wanted to. All right, but uh, you managed to do four stress to him, so he's hurt, he's not down though. Um, now enraged by the fact that he's lost use of his uh, right hand. He swings around, swiping, coming at both of you with the left arm in one big swoop. Uh-oh. Oh, left arm. Gotcha. All right, got first. Let's go with Marcus. You got two coming at you. 
Okay, I'm gonna um jump and uh, kick at his hand using fight. Okay. And try to deflect the blow. Ah. That's a zero. That's a zero. You cash in any bonus? Any bonuses? You can invoke if you invoke both of them. You tie. Yeah, I'll do that because I'm gonna die if I don't. All right, so you invoke the uh, saw him coming and the ripped his hand apart talent uh, invokes to tie. So you take no damage. Got two coming at you, uh, Joe. I'm guess I'm just trying to roll out of the way. All right. Plus nothing, so. <laughs> okay. So that's that's a total of five points you have to take somewhere. Well, I've only got four left, so I so, guess I'm going to take a consequence then. All right, so you have the one and the three, and then so take the three and then the uh, mild consequence of bruised rib when he. Uh, Whips around and knocks knocks the wind out of you. I can choose to invo- uh, I can choose to call upon that as a disadvantage at any point. Okay. All right, Joe. You just got the wind knocked out of you. Now it's your turn. I'm like seriously tired of getting hurt by these people, so I'm gonna cash in another fate point and to Gary Blast at the weak point. Wow, cashed in that that bonus, huh? Yeah, I really don't like this guy, man. Grimlost! So that would be plus my normal modifier and then another plus one because I know his weak point? Yep. Okay. So. Wait, so we have unlimited times to cash in on that weak point? Uh, no. No. Joe has two. Joe has two invo- invokes on it. Seven. Oh goodness. Holy God, eight. Shit. Get wrecked. Wow. All right. So he took a Kamehameha blast to the back there. Uh, it's that Gary Cannon, man. Gary Cannon, uh, managing to dislodge the heart from the rest of his body. At which point he lets out a guttural scream, and the individual parts of flesh and body parts slump apart leaving a pile of flesh and a ginormous heart laying in a mound on the ground. I'm going to just go over to the heart and start, like, kicking it. Fucking asshole. Well, Swatting at me. uh, As you kick the heart, the (laughs) the entire chamber begins to rumble each time you kick it. Ah. (laughs) Can I roll a lore and see why that is? Sure. You have no idea. Darn it. You know this is an Achorian heart. I'm going to kick it one more time, then turn to Marcus. Hey, we should probably get out of here. All right. So use my lore to try to... Uh... What's that? I'm going to use my lore to investigate that. Okay. So that's a one. It is not a human heart either. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. Uh oh wait how how big is the uh the heart it's like probably like, ten feet across big enough to fit just behind a twelve foot tall Chorian abomination. All right, so carrying it is not a is that the question. All right, gotcha. 
Let's yeah, I'm, let's try and get the hell up out of here. All right. So the last kick, it starts rumbling, um, and you begin to to run away. Um, as you get towards the bottom of the pit, before you can climb up to get on the other platform to come back across, um, the cavern starts rumbling again. But this time, uh, you hear a large guttural yell. Uh, you have freed me. And the entire place begins to, like, shake and shake and shake, uh, knocking you off your feet. Um, the cavern begins to tilt um, down towards the back. Uh, you guys can roll me in athletics to try and grab onto something, or you can just let yourself roll. Well, I know what's going on now. <laughs> I don't have athletics. Well, it would be a plus zero to whatever you roll. Oh, it's... Uno as well. Alright, so you guys try and grab onto something. Um, you keep yourself from falling back down in the pit, um, but you manage to hold on long enough to see uh, the heart now free of the uh, the banding and stuff that it kept it attached to this guy um, begin to float back up to the center of the cavern and the uh, exterior walls of the cavern begin to like pulse in slime and almost start to grow back but not quite they just sort of like where all the chips and cracks in the bone begin to solidify um as the rumbling gets increasingly intense i am gonna shoot at the heart if i can okay try see what you get plus three four it's a pretty good roll uh you nail the heart dead on with an energy blast from the Gary Cannon. Um, it begins to shake and falter. The growing ceases. Um, you There's a large intake of air into the cavern, and then there's a loud yell as the cavern stops shaking momentarily and then violently retches upwards. Does that hurt him? Not a lot, though, I don't think. It's becoming increasingly hot in here now. Uh, so we can't run out now. Now we have to, like, climb? Uh, no, I mean, the platforms and everything they've carved in there are still there. But, uh, like, the walls are becoming, like, slimier and, like... Like, it's healing itself. Ah. Can I... Fuck. Can I use a lore to figure out... To remember, I mean, how we beat this fool last time? Uh, you don't need a lore. Um... Ah. Essentially, um, as part of the binding spell that Arturius cast, um, you were able to petrify him, essentially, and bury him um, on the surface of Choria. Like, uh, you used the energies of Choria itself to bind him in place and petrify him. Okay. So he's coming probably back alive, then. Yeah, but we probably won't be able to do what we did the first time again. We'll have to destroy so I'm hoping for suggestions. Well, that was my like vote last heart, time. Seems like the heart um, that is there is his heart. Um, can I use um, crafts to create like a poison syringe and stab the heart and poison it? Sure. Roll me a lore, then a crafts. Which one was that? Plus two. 
So Good lore. Alright, so two lore. Now roll me crafts. Oh, that's a six for crafts. Okay, so you managed to make a uh, projectile, uh, a poison-based projectile device. You use your knowledge of uh, Chorian stone beasts as a uh, as an inspiration for the poison. It's a modifier on the tranquilizer you once used in an attempt to capture your sister. Okay, nice. All right, so and what does it do to him? Uh, I don't know. How do you get it there? You made it. I'm going to shoot. What's your shoot skill like? Nothing. Hey, what is your shoot skill like? Yeah, I was about to say, would you like me to do that? <laughs> I can shoot skills. A poison dart yeah. gun. Then I just shoot it then right. with his tranquilizer gun? Yep, roll, roll me shoot. Okay. Alright, you nail the heart. Um, it begins to emit a dark, ominous fog and begins to beat increasingly rapidly. However, um, the bones become brittle again and the walls begin stop like oozing and sliming um, and the shaking completely ceases momentarily. Well, I'm going to keep trying to escape then when... I get the opportunity to, since it stopped shaking. I'm going to just try and GTFO from inside this thing. Maybe if we go the other way, we go back up, we can get out. Because we're down in the stomach now, right? No, you guys are still on the ledge. You guys didn't fall back. So you guys escaping? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, you managed to get to the front of the mouth. Um, which is currently not moving. Uh, you run outside to see the exterior of this giant thing. Um, it appears to be a large lizard-like structure with a uh, shell on the back, six legs, and a giant tail. And you can only see this because he's sort of landed against a hill or a mountain where you've stepped up and he's sort of sprawled downwards coming down the mountain um, panting but the exterior of his skin appears to look uh, begin to look dry and cracked and as uh, you guys exit and get a little more space you slowly notice uh, that uh you slowly notice the skin slow down the cracking. It doesn't necessarily reverse itself back into the healing fashion. But from underneath the shell, there's two gaps. You see a pair of wings sort of draft out, and they slowly flap as the creature takes to the air, flying uh, away from you. wonder if that uh, ship's going to be here soon. Speaking of which, <laughs> tune in next time to uh, find out what it happens to the giant beast of death that they have unleashed upon uh, the rest of the planet. Yeah, that'll be great. Won't it, guys? I think it'll be great. Yes. Do we think everybody's doomed? Sorry, Chora. Are we, is everybody doomed? I think everybody's doomed. Personally. I have no fear. We'll take care of everything. All right, let me pull up this, this little outro thing right here. All right. 
first lot up things. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. You can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. There's a forum section there and stuff. You can Twitter. That's the RPG podcast. Uh, sure to leave us a rating review on iTunes. Each one counts. And we love you for it. Also, now on uh, the Google Play Store. I don't know if they have a review function. I haven't been able to play around with it yet. But if there is, leave one there too. It helps us get noticed and things and what. No, oh, yeah. By the way. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. So, uh, oh yeah, we had a new review from Gamer Grandpa. Said so brings it back to high school. It's five stars. So thank you for that. Oh boy, I think I'm done here. Well, until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Peace. Bye, everybody.